Welcome to another episode of MQA Sunday with Margot and Stephen. Today we're discussing Mark chapter 12, verses 28b to 34. Today in our around our kitchen table are our two guests, Melanie and Lori. Take a seat around our kitchen table and join the conversation. Uh, I love that. And, you know, we'll start right off the bat by saying Lori was the one who gave us the idea for this kitchen table idea. Yes. Just right here, magic happened. Because Lori does interior decorating. Is that what it's called now? Yep. Design and home staging. Home staging. Oh, that's the other part. For like selling them. Yes. That's so cool. Yeah. Okay. I always love the kitchen table because. Everything comes out. At Everything the table, right? important happens yeah. at the kitchen table, right, Melanie? So yeah, you know it. Yes. Melanie volunteered to come back here after I think we a little bit horrified her oh, no. last time she was here. Maybe that's just how you look at me. Uh, <laughs> she does look. She's looking she's at me now. She's like, she stop must, talking she's, she's to me. <laughs> <laughs> but she did amazing. So we're really psyched that you came yeah. back. Let's start with our icebreaker question. Okay. Uh, before we even do that, I should say. We use our beta lesson, which is our small group lesson process here at MQOA. And anyone who's listening can follow along. You can download a printable version. You can follow along online. Um, You can just hum along. I don't know. Um, But we're happy to have you join us for beta. And so we always do start with an icebreaker. Tell us your name, your favorite Halloween candy, and your favorite house in your neighborhood that you like to trick or treat at when you were a kid. Okay. Do you want to think for a second? For some of us, trick or treating was many years ago. Well, sure. yes, right. <laughs> some of us not. <laughs> okay, well, let's find out who that is. Yeah. Stephen, are you ready to go? Yes, I think the first candy that came to my mind is Twix. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I, I don't think I would say that was my favorite, but I'm gonna go with it. I, I mean, I love all candy. It's literally the question. Yeah, and I don't, I would not. I, there was not a house in my neighborhood. I would actually go to my friend's house in Malden because that they did full size candy yeah. bars. Oh, that's cute. I've heard of these. People, yeah, I'm. De- yeah, yeah. You okay. Definitely leave the neighborhood. Yeah. To find the good neighborhood for candy. Okay. Yeah. All right, Melanie. How about you? Um, the Dum Dums lollipop. <gasps> oh. Really? Okay. I forgot those existed. Those are good. Yeah. Do you okay. get excited when you go to like a dentist office and they have dum dums there? That's not. They don't know. Lollipops at the <laughs> dentist. Have their business going. No. <laughs> my dentist gives me floss. Oh. Okay. There's no candy at my dentist. Do you have candy at your dentist? No. All right. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe mine. Check into your dentist, Stephen. <laughs> okay. Did you have a favorite house you used to trick or treat at? I never went trick-or-treating as a kid. Really? Yeah. Okay. My family doesn't celebrate, like, Halloween. Okay. Okay. All right. Do you have a favorite candy? Dum-dums. Oh, candy. Like, Janon. But do you eat eat dum-dums all the time? No. Okay. I'm trying to drill down on this whole Halloween thing. Is there chocolate you like? (laughs) Oh, yeah. What's your favorite chocolate candy? (coughs) Snickers. Snickers. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Me too. Uh, nice. All right. Lori, how about you? Um, Reese's. Okay. Oh, Always okay. loved Reese's. Mm-hmm. But one neighborhood home, they used to make popcorn balls. Oh, I remember those. Yes. I love those. Really? I yeah. thought nobody liked those. Well, we're talking a long time ago. It was homemade. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say, no. I've heard of those. <laughs> <Not> commenting <laughs> on your age. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> I thought that was one of those things people like to make, but nobody really liked to eat. Oh my gosh, popcorn! <coughs> Anything oh. popcorn? I Would it be like a caramel that stuck together? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. all right, nice, yeah, good. Okay, I I'd have to go with Reese's okay. also for Halloween candy, but my family also did not trick or treat. This is why I had so much curiosity for yours. Mm. We didn't trick or treat because my dad was the elementary school principal. So he was like, no, it's no, we're not doing that. Do you think that you would get bribed? I don't know if he thought just he just didn't think it was a okay. safe or okay. something. Oh. Also, we hate we didn't like Halloween very much because our house always got like toilet papered or egged because it was the principal. Okay. <laughs> it was elementary school. Kids are brutal. But or at least they were in the 70s in Maine. But uh, so but I we're bonding on this. We're non Halloweeners. <laughs> I have a okay. question for you, too. Yeah. Uh, Reese's <laughs> are your too. favorite, mm. right? Yeah. Have you tried the king size Reese's? No. Okay. Have you? I shouldn't hear about this. <laughs> I know, <laughs> really. Don't tell me. They're just bigger. It's bad. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't want to know there was like the bigger. actual cup is bigger. Yeah, the whole thing is bigger. So if king. I only had two, it would still be good. King <clears throat> right. Size you're still yeah. I think you would probably size. just eat one, and that's equal to two. No, but who would do that? I'm not. No. I, no. I think they sold as one. That's crazy talk. <laughs> that is crazy. Talk. Yeah, right. Have you tried the thin ones? No. Thin ones are super addicting. I okay, so I anyone try the thin Oreos? <laughs> yes. Right? I yeah. want to double stuff thin. No. You just you know that's, what you want. That's quick. Whatever you, whoever company. <laughs> you know what you want there. is just a bucket of frosting. No, is want, really want what you want. Double stuff thin. I mean, one time. Okay. Anyways. Okay, so here we are right here. at MQOA Sunday. We're going to look at the Gospel of Mark from chapter 12, mm -hmm. and it starts in the middle of a sentence, so that's why it says B, B? there. Oh. Uh, and Melanie, we, for, we didn't get a chance. Would you like to read it once? Or do you, are you, do you want to sit back this time? Because I don't mind um, reading it. I'll read one. Okay. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to read through. We're going to take just a little minute to soak it in. I'm going to read through the gospel once. Take a minute, like I said, just to soak it in, and then Melanie will read it. Okay. So this is a reading from the Gospel of Mark. One of the scribes, when he came forward and heard them disputing and saw how well he had answered them, asked him, which is the first of the commandments, of all the commandments? Jesus replied, the first is this, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. The scribe said to him, well said, teacher, you are right in saying he is one and there is no other than he, and to love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself is worth more than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when, he, when Jesus saw that he answered with understanding, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And no one dared to ask him any more questions. Soak that in. Take a minute. You can think about a particular word or phrase or image that kind of stands out for you. Whenever you're ready. One of the scribes, when he came forward and heard them disputing and saw how well he had answered them, asked him, which is the first of all the commandments? Jesus replied, the first is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is Lord alone. 
You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbors as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. The scribe said to him, Well said, teacher, you are right in saying, He is one and there is no other than he. And to love him all with all your heart, with all your understanding, with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself is worth more than all the burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered he answered with understanding, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And no one dared to ask him any more questions. All right. What popped out at you from this reading? Anything in particular? The most important thing is just to, to have love <laughs> for your Lord. Yeah. It didn't say how you needed to do it or what you needed to do, but just have it. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. Mm. We've been talking over the past few weeks about how people get stuck in the rules mm-hmm. yeah. of, you know, let me just do these things. The rich guy who was like, I have followed all the commandments my whole life. Right. And, um, and Jesus is like, well, it's not really about that. Mm-hmm. Right. It's about loving God and loving your neighbor. I love that. What do you think, Melanie? Anything pop out to you? Um, when it said, love your neighbor as yourself is worth more than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. Yeah. What do you think of that? Like, I think, like, he meant that, like, your neighbors are, is, like, yourself, and you should love them mm-hmm. as you love yourself. Yeah. And that, like, your offerings and sacrifices, like, you, you loving yourself and your neighbors is worth more than what your offerings and sacrifices are. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's such a good, such a good, like, thing to poke out at us, right? I've been writing um, on the blog about... I've been learning how to tithe which is giving 10 percent right off the top of your income Mm. to the church and to charity um and i've noticed how like there are situations where i'm like oh i'm so happy to give money but i'm just as happy to not have to do this work that these you know people are working so hard at things that i don't want to necessarily jump in and get involved in Mm -hmm. i'm happy to donate you know because that's so easy and um i think he's saying here that's great you know burnt offerings were tradition they were part of their religion right Mm -hmm. they were offering and sacrificing to god but it wasn't making any difference in the world right Mm -hmm. Uh, one of the things i read said that burnt offerings and sacrifices happened only at the temple but the loving your neighbor and loving God can happen anywhere. Uh. Isn't that cool? It's like, you know, Temple Day, Sunday, is important. And what happens there is important. But what's more important is what happens the rest of the week. Yeah. Isn't that so cool? Yeah. yeah. I can see that with, um, you know, you can love God every day quietly to mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. But when you have to love your neighbor, then that's where that's the work comes yeah, in. Yeah, a little bit tougher. Yeah. I think because you have to be more active. Mm-hmm. You can love God from inside. Mm-hmm. You can do, you, 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 you have a more intimate, you know, quiet conversation in your mind. You mm-hmm. can do some things on mm-hmm. Sunday. Yeah. But when it comes to um, doing what he wants us to do and helping each other, mm-hmm. then it has to be Yeah, you got all week. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, all yeah. The time. That's so yeah. true. I, you're making me think of at mass we do 
prayer partners mm-hmm. before mass. We have everyone turn and offer to pray for someone near them. And there, uh, twice this happened to me, two different people over four years we've been doing it. I went over to someone and said, can I pray for you? And they said, I'm all set. (laughs) Which makes me laugh. I want to be like, good for you. You don't need any prayer at all. Your goals. I would love to be all set. Mm -hmm. I don't really believe it. But it's just funny, like, the difference between just wanting to come and sit in the church versus that invitation to turn and actually, like, take on the needs of the people around you by praying for them. Mm -hmm. It's a whole different thing mm-hmm. right i read some, some famous quote that says uh sitting in church doesn't make you a christian any more than sitting in a garage makes you a car mm. <laughs> isn't that funny yeah. and it is kind of there are two ways to do church you can come you can put money in a basket you can do all the moves but that's that turning and caring for each other that's it's worth more i think mm-hmm. what about you Stephen? anything pop out at you well, I love the um, the line, well well said, teacher. Mm-hmm. I felt like he was like golf clapping. <laughs> and then I love that no one dared to ask him any more questions. <laughs> I do love, love that, that line. I would love to be, be a person that, be like, no, I'm good. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's speaking truth, right? Mm-hmm. He's flipping the script again because burnt offerings and sacrifices is part of the Jewish tradition, right. correct? Right. So... They're like, oh, he's going right for Certainly that. Certainly at the time, yeah. Yeah, at the time. So he's going right for that time. So mm-hmm. they're like, no, 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 not anymore. No more, please. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> There's a few places in the Gospel of Mark where they don't dare ask him any more questions. Yeah. Where they're like, ugh, okay. What's a scribe, though? Is that? So a scribe is like a student. Oh, okay. Basically, or or some kind of a, somewhere in the process of being a rabbi. Okay. I think I could have that wrong. I always think of a scribe as the person writing right. notes. Right. Maybe yeah. he's taking notes. Taking notes <laughs> yeah. See, asking questions, taking notes. Right. And this this is a classic scribe question. This is something we, they would have debated a lot. Like, which is the prettiest color? You know, they would just debate it. And to say which is the most important commandment is mm-hmm. like a, a theological debate that they would have just for the fun, I guess, of debating. So. And then he gave a different answer. Kind of. And then he kind of yeah. formed a lot. Yeah. The first three mm-hmm. and then the, the remaining seven. Right. Oh, the, Melanie, you were here the day we did the Ten Commandments. Yeah. Right? Do you remember them? No. Do you remember her hand <laughs> I moves? Taught her, I taught motions and everyone rolled their eyes at me. That's you okay. You teach again. No, I don't think we okay. have to get into that. But I I'd do like know. I'd like to see the hand motion. <laughs> <Lori>. <laughs> we'll give you the episode number. <laughs> There is no clapping. There is no clapping. clapping for you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but one God, that's number one. Yeah. He is one. And um, let's see. Oh, no, there really isn't one that says love your neighbor as yourself, right? That's sort of the golden rule. Do one. Un- yeah. Right? That's good. Yeah. yeah, do unto do others, right? Others, right. You're not supposed to covet anything or yeah. steal from each other. He's like... He's combining all of mm-hmm. those commandments into one thing. There was a famous uh, rabbi at that time, Rabbi Hillel. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you, you all know. follow him on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know Hillel. Uh, he's, he's famous for answering this question because it was something that is, was debated then. Okay. So he said, uh, what you hate for yourself, do not do to your neighbor. 
This is the whole law. The rest is commentary. I love that, right? It's like, look, you can look at all the commandments Mm -hmm. and boil them down Mm. to two things, loving God and loving each other. Bam. Yep. Which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Easier. Easier to remember. I always thought the golden rule was Do unto others. Yeah, it is golden. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember learning that as a kid? Mm Mm-hmm. Always. Where'd you learn it, do you think? Uh, maybe at the kitchen table. <laughs> See? <laughs> ah, she goes with the feet. Yeah. It was always just, you know, if you're thinking of someone saying something, it's it would just, well, do long to others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. Do you remember the book, Everything I Learned, Everything I Know I Learned in Kindergarten, Everything Important I Ever Learned I Learned in Kindergarten? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never. And it was like, share your toys, mm. you know, be forgive each other. Mm-hmm. Take some quiet time. I forget what they were, but it was like this. Right. Just like, absolutely. this is simple stuff. Just yeah. love each other. And when you do, it's going to be hard to mistreat each other, mm-hmm. right? When you really, when you truly love someone, yeah. it's really hard to treat them badly. And if it's easy to treat them badly, then you probably don't love them the right. way you need to love them, right? Yeah, yeah it's deep stuff. <laughs> I just deep. feel like this also is, is skipped over. This conversation? Yeah. Like, I don't I don't think I've ever related. I don't know. Maybe it's just becoming more clear now going through the gospel. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I've heard this from the pulpit when I was you know, growing up. It was always like, have faith in God, have faith in God, have faith in God. Mm-hmm. And not oh, really that's interesting. Focusing on others. But that oh. just could be my experience. Melanie, what about you? Do you, th- do you feel like you were taught this two kind of two-way rule? growing up no not really which did you hear more love god or love neighbor love god yeah Mm. yeah i think sometimes parents stress that like that's the one that we they teach you know because it's like from there if you do love god if you will love your neighbor right if you really do love god Mm -hmm. um well you can well you love god but for it, sometimes it's easier to display what love is mm-hmm. with people. Yeah. And even if it's just like respect your mm-hmm. elders. Yep. I mean, we heard that all the time. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know, yeah. If you walked into a room and someone older than you came in, you just jump up. Yeah. You, you don't continue sitting. And that was respect. Mm-hmm. So if you knew them or not. Yeah. You know, so it was just different things. You know, now that I'm an elder, I wish that rule was still yeah, a thing. It doesn't. Some things don't happen anymore. Not that it's, you know. Yeah. But... I think, yeah, just just showing people, people that you know and people that you don't know. Yeah. You know, or like on a bus or a yeah. train station or something. Yeah. Um, Someone did curtsy to me today at they bus, did, which a I young did person. really like. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I've not I been curtsied to. Like, I thought that was a joke that you guys had. <laughs> no, I, no, I, I curtsied back because what, do you, what else do you do, right? I think you, you, they kiss your hand. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> Next week. Yeah. Next week when they the come ring. back. Yeah. <laughs> the ring yeah yeah right 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 uh you know i think this is something that applies in a different way in today's time because of like social media right it's really easy to be cruel to each other Mm. on social media yes i think right like because you're you're at a distance you're not looking each other in the face have you do you have experience with this have you seen that people being cruel to each other yeah online why do you think people are okay with that? Like, what what are they missing that 
makes them okay to treat each other? What's what's happened? Do you think? Like, maybe like some people are just scared to just talk to each other like face to face that they yeah. have to do it over social media. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. There's like a safety feeling, right? Like a distance. Yeah. Yeah. We just um, I was in the parking lot taking parking donations before this and there was a group of middle schoolers I think they looked like middle schoolers and they were all, all together with their parents but all the kids were all together and they were all on their phones mm-hmm. but they were playing the same game with each other nice. we we're like what game is that but they were all separately playing the same game it was so funny to see like you're right you're right next to each other <laughs> you can be playing a game if you want to but they were you know they were happy but I think um, it is harder to treat each other with love if we don't see each other's faces. Yeah, yeah you you, it's more anonymous. Yeah. Um, so I think people, they might have a little bit more, um, well, less compassion, mm-hmm. but more, um, you know, say, guts or something to say something. Yeah. yeah. But if they were person to person, they'd probably think, like, that's mm-hmm. really hard to get in front of someone and say that. Right. So cars I too. think that's too much. Like being in cars, you're like being an, an aggressive driver, cutting in front of people. Right. And I think without that shell around you. Right. They're anonymous. You don't really know them. You're not. You're yeah. Just, you're just mad. They're going slow through Salem. <laughs> that's just everybody you know what? is. Everybody <laughs> is. We saw someone today honking behind someone. <laughs> we were like, you know what? Just nothing is that upsetting today. Yeah. The driving oh, through Salem, and then you like know, four cars behind. Yeah. what's actually happening. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know what? Like we all want to go. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. The, and that's a good anomaly <laughs> because somebody might be watching a little kid going by, right. and so right. the four back, they don't know that someone's that yeah. they can't see is right. going there. So, yeah, so you just like need to, to have eyes on to know. I like to reply to people's beeps. You know, if someone like. <laughs> is the green the light is green and you know that that mass hole beep (laughs) i like to just go like hi hi back back. be part of it this um middle piece that jesus quotes when he says here O israel the lord your god is lord alone is from the shema which i'm probably pronouncing wrong or the shema but this is the prayer that Jewish people would say every morning. Mm. Uh, I think I have some notes on it. I have it here in Hebrew if you'd like to read it. If anyone wants to read it. But it's a traditional prayer. And what I love about this, to have this prayer be the one you say every day. You recite it twice daily. And to remind yourself every day twice that God is God. I think is really cool. Mm. I would love to start doing this. Like, you're God, right? <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. You know, my finances are not. My phone is not. All, all the other things that are kind of competing for m- my attention. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like it might change a lot of people's hearts just to remind themselves that God is God every day. So, uh, let's see. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against any of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. So in Jewish tradition from the time of the Second Temple, this prayer, um, based in Deuteronomy and Numbers, Old Testament books, 
is recited at least twice daily. Do you feel like your life would change if you prayed this way? Yeah. How do you think? What would how, what would it do? Like give me like more like faith. Mm. Right? It's just like a reminder. Yeah. It's like waking up and seeing someone you love and being like, you're the person I love. Right? Mm. Just kind of puts you back in track. Do you think your life would change if you prayed this way? Yeah. I I say prayers all the time. <laughs> Do you? I just say, yeah, I, I think because when my father and my mother were sick, um, like near death, they, 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 our father was always there mm. you know they just wanted to say it together so oh that's it beautiful was, it was just something we always did so i at least say it five times a day do you <laughs> yeah so sometimes if you're a little anxious or mm -hmm. yeah. something good happened or yeah. something and then if sometimes if i'm upset about something i try to do gratitude mm. and then sometimes i think i don't know if it's being a catholic but you know it so well you speed by it and you don't even recall any of the words you said so true yeah. so i try to break it down and oh, i love that yeah just kind of do it and then um when you're older and you don't sleep well <laughs> when <laughs> i wake up at you, night Melanie. i'm like all right i'll say a few of these mm -hmm. stick in a hail mary do this yeah, yeah. so i just try to yeah because i just i just feel that like he's listening and he's yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. So it's like making the phone call, I find call, it right? so comforting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. I love that. You know, I think um, for a while, my Protestant friends were saying, do you have all these memorized prayers? They don't mean anything. You yeah. know, you just like recite them. My family was famous. There were a lot of us with five kids in my family. So as soon as my mother would sit down at the table, we would start grace. Oh, yeah. pray grace. Do you guys pray grace at home before dinner? We don't really eat dinner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. You don't eat dinner. You don't do Halloween. That's all right. We're learning. We're learning about you. Did you yes. say grace? We did it at warp speed. Yes. So nobody yeah. knows what you're saying. I, it, honestly, I thought it was one did word. Did you do bless until bless us the Lord? Bless us the Lord. And these but guys <laughs> So when, when new people came into our family, they're like, okay, can we say this slow? <laughs> right? What are you even saying? Yeah. Is this my, what language is this in? Yeah. Um, but I was like that, at, and um, <laughs> if I can add one, another one. Yeah. So when we used to say our prayers at night, so all my life is, God bless, Mommy, Daddy, Joey, Stephen, Georgie, Laura, Gina, <laughs> um, Uncle yeah. Joe, and Kizzy, rest in peace in heaven, amen. So I think oh. I was about 40, and I'm like... <laughs> Who are these Who people? is this Kizzity I, I pray for every day? Seriously? Yeah. I'm like, I don't really. And then they're like, break it down, Laurie. Do it again. Mommy, Daddy. You know, you know and then in Kizzity, she said, it's supposed to be Kennedy. Because <laughs> President Kennedy like died. The John Kennedy. Yeah, the, the JFK. When I was born, right after his assassination. <gasps> oh, so okay. We, so I've been praying for him. Hope, oh, he's, hope he's gotten him. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. But, but that was that's just like how you get into so fast about yeah. when you're not thinking. Right. Right. Yeah. Because you're just doing the motions. So kizzity. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Uh, so it's a balance, right? It's Between a balance. like the comfort of knowing that sort of it's a, it almost becomes a chant, doesn't right. it? Like yeah. it's something to sort of chant to yourself, right? To mm -hmm. comfort you. But also remembering what it is right. you're saying, like who it is you're addressing, right. right? It would be like calling your mom and being like, hi, mom, I had a good day. I hope you Aww. had a good day, too. I'm going to bed now. I have, an I have a dinner because we don't have dinner at my house. And <laughs> <laughs> Right? It would be just like muttering off a whole yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. Personal prayer. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I, I wanted to loop back to the thing about the prayer partners we were talking about because I've, I have this beautiful quote um, that goes a little like this. <laughs> I was going to give you the source. I don't know the source, but here it is. To love God is to give rise to the song in our hearts, one that calls us into deeper relationship with the one who has first loved us. It is a love that, by its very nature, affects the way we stand in relationship with others. Such love exposes us at times to the very raw edges of life. It opens us up to pain as well as to joy. It makes us vulnerable and ready to give. It deepens and stretches our capacity to care, to reach out, to see ourselves and others as lovable in the eyes of God. Isn't that beautiful? Mm. Uh, we've talked a little bit on here before about how some of the stuff we hear about being a really good Christian or a really close follower of Christ doesn't seem that fun, right? It's like there are things you have to stop being a jerk, for instance, yeah. you know. And this one, the fact that following Christ opens you up to each other's pain mm -hmm. as well as their joy. Mm -hmm. Have you experienced this? Yes. Well, I'm trying to think of, well, I'm, I don't know if I'm relating, but like with a friend or something, it's, you know, you have to listen to, because um, they might not see how, you might not understand what they're going through. Yeah. So as a fellow Christian, I you, you try to um, speak and with compassion and mm. stuff or for somebody in case, I don't know. Yeah. Just well, kind of. Yeah. I think just loving someone means you're, you you also have to accept some of their pain, right? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Do you have have you had an experience like this? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Like, um, like I could say like some of the people I've met at like when I first started school at Bishop Fenwick, mm -hmm. like that I can tell that like they go through a lot of like tough times mm. that like to make them to make like their day like even better is to like talk about something not relevant mm. to what they're going through mm. so like okay. their day can go as good as like they wished it would yeah oh that's mm. that's, nice. that's really nice mm. yeah so just really giving them Sort of a little distraction, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sort of taking their mind off their, their troubles and having them feel kind of normal, right? Yeah. That's really, that's beautiful. Thanks for that. Uh, should we take a break? Yeah. We should take a break. Let's take a break. Let's we'll be right break. back. Hey there, I'm Stephen Antonio, the Director of Family Engagement, and this is... Margo Morin, your pastoral associate. And we're here to talk to you about the marriage course offered here at Mary Queen the Apostles Parish in Salem, Massachusetts. The marriage course consists of you and your partner sharing a meal, watching a video, and having a private conversation about strengthening your relationship. Uh, marriage course is great for you, whether you've been married for a long time or what just feels like a long time. <laughs> and we recommend it for anyone, no matter what your age or the stage of your marriage uh, you can find out more on our website, mqoa.org slash mc. Uh, I wanted to ask you what you thought about this kind of conversation between Jesus and this scribe. Like Jesus is Jesus, right? And the scribe, let's say, is sort of a student trying to figure out the teachings of the of the church. Mm. 
um, what do you think about how they re- re- relate to each other, about how they talk to each other? Do you think there's anything interesting there? I feel like Jesus is is really straightforward mm. this time. He's not giving any mystery. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he's gonna if he's a scribe and he is writing down words, mm-hmm. I think this is real. Jesus realizes that, so he's not gonna give like a metaphor or a story. I think he's just gonna yeah put it right out there. So I think there's a lot of I think there's some like respect between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. At the beginning, he says, the scribe heard him disputing with people. And you may remember that in this gospel, the scribes, and in the other gospels, these Jewish scholars are kind of arguing and challenging Jesus all the way through, right? So when this guy comes at Jesus with this pop quiz question, um, I think it's interesting because he answers him straightforwardly yeah. right he doesn't take it as a trick question right mm-hmm. like some of the, he's been given these kind of trick questions is it okay to save someone on the sabbath that kind of thing um he, he broke it down very easily like like you said yeah like if you look at the quotes it's just a few words yeah. like so yeah. not to be confused right so we're not getting lost in words this yeah. is it yeah it um he, and he's really been arguing with people right before this. Jesus. Jesus has. Okay. So when this scribe steps up and asks him this question and Jesus answered, I love that the scribe is like, well said, teacher. I think you got this one correct. Mm-hmm. Well done. Um, <laughs> I love that. And, um, and then there's this like exchange, right? Like he's saying to Jesus, you got this question correct. And then Jesus sees that he answers with understanding and he says you are not far from the kingdom of god so let's imagine the scene right there's a crowd of jewish scholars Mm -hmm. scribes surrounding jesus and his friends Mm -hmm. who are boneheaded in the gospel of mark they don't know who he is they don't know what's going on Mm -hmm. um so it's kind of like there's like a mob mentality right Mm -hmm. it's sort of like a fight could break out kind of thing in my head, right? The extroverts are a play. <laughs> right. They're you know, all... They're ready to argue They're all with up him. in it, mm-hmm. right? With him. Okay. And Jesus says to this guy, you are not far from the kingdom of God. Imagine how that went over with the crowd. Right. Not well. Right. <laughs> I'm guessing. Because I'm guessing this guy like was listening. Right. And he's probably, I don't know if he's an introvert or extrovert, but he's like taking it all in. Yeah. And then so he, I think it's, he's actually er, asking earnestly right. the question. Right. So what do you think Jesus means when he says you are not far from the kingdom of God? I think he's on a good path. Yeah. 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 You're getting like it right. Right. something good. Yeah. Like he's, he, he gets it in from what he's, he's saying. Hard. It's like there was a bunch of hecklers and then one person yeah. speaks yes. honestly and like, well, can you tell me this? And then I don't need to ask any more questions. Yeah. You know? Right. No further yeah. questions. <laughs> and he really shuts down You've everybody. Right. With that right. question and with that answer. Yes. Right. Yes. So. Uh, I don't know. There's something in this moment that I just love. And I also think, like, when he says you're not far from the kingdom of God, he's almost talking like you're physically not far oh. mm-hmm. from the kingdom of God. Like, right? Jesus is the king he's he is sort of the the king of the kingdom of god right Mm -hmm. and so when he says to the scribe like you're not far like 
wink, wink, oh, wink. Okay. I thought it meant he was on the right path. I think so. Another, I think it does mean that. I do. But that's another way. Yes. Isn't that funny? I feel mm-hmm. like <laughs> I the more we read the Gospel of Mark, the more I think it's a comedy. Yeah. Because the, the, the disciples have been blowing it every week. Blowing it yeah. <laughs> bad. Yes. And um, and I'm starting to think that Jesus is like doing a little, Do little warm-up comedy. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he didn't pick the best. Right. He picked everyone with faults. See, and... now I find that very comforting. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's good. I love that. Okay. So if you could ask the, the, like, the past couple of weeks, um, the disciples have been asking God, asking Jesus, uh, do things for me. We want mm-hmm. you to do something for us. In this week, he's asking Jesus essentially a theological question, like what is this about kind of thing. And if you could ask God a theological question, what what question would you ask? Well, sometimes I think with all the, everything that's going on in the world, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if he's given a wake-up call. Oh. To, you know, like is, you know, yeah. just things that are happening that have never happened and, mm-hmm. and plagues and the pandemic, the yeah. Yeah. earthquakes, the volcanoes, global warming, global all warming. the changes in the earth. Yeah. Um, to me, it's like something's shaken up. Yeah. Like he's not happy. Yeah. <laughs> you may be right. You may be right. But I think, I feel like it's a wake up. So I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully. So you would ask that. Be like, like what's happening? Like, right. <laughs> am I, like I, will you come again? Like, oh, is this, is this it? Is oh, this, gotcha. Is this like, do we need yeah. a new something? Oh, oh, I love that question. Yeah. Melanie, what about you? Do you have a big question for God? Well, I don't know. Like, I'm still thinking because hmm. like in my in my theology class, we're like learning something like this oh. but, like, with like a series. OK, so it's like maybe like God is like. It's kind of like what she said, but like telling us like something is coming, something mm-hmm. new is coming. Yeah. Like be prepared. Yikes. That's kind of scary, yeah, isn't it? I know. Yeah, me too. That's really well said. I love that. Yeah. Do you think that's true? Yeah. Are you like reading the sides of the times and you think, oh, sometimes it gets worse before it gets better. But I hope we're come after the pandemic. I, I just thought people would come out nicer and yeah. just like yeah. because everybody missed everybody. Right. Right. And I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Steve. What are you gonna yeah, say? I know. <laughs> no, I mean I would love to dive into the Holy Spirit and the Trinity. Oh, look, just explain it all to yeah. me. Yeah. If I had to like Ugh. if I had to think theology. If I had to think mm-hmm. if I could ask him anything, it would not be that. Yeah. <laughs> it would be like, give me a glimpse of my future. <laughs> 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 but yeah. Just kind of understand it. I would love to, like, a color guide. Like, mm. okay. what was God? What was the Holy Spirit? What was Jesus? Okay. You know, just let me yeah. see. Sort it out yeah. for me. Okay. Mm. A, a lot of people ask something like, why do we suffer? Why is there pain in the world, yeah. right? Why, why, if Jesus came for our sins, are we still screwing it up so bad all the time? Mm-hmm. Um, we, I think when we have a minute and our invited to ask our big theological questions mm. we, we kind of have a lot we have big ones mm-hmm. yeah. you know my mine is always it's 
<laughs> selfish. It's not like a real theological question. It's more like, am I doing this right? No. Am yeah. I, is there something I'm supposed to be doing that right. I'm not that I'm not seeing or something? Right. I can get you beverage. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> I just want to know if I'm doing it right. But just the fact that you're wondering <sighs> makes you. I hope so. I hope yeah. so. That's, and everything else you that's do. That's the gamble. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, I think uh, what's nice about the, what Jesus asks in the Gospel of Mark is, what do you want me to do for you? Mm-hmm. What do you want from me? And what do you want to know? Like Jesus is inviting us into conversation yeah. all the time, if we believe this. And we can ask those big capital Q questions. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily will God answer them with a color chart, mm. right? Or so clearly with the scribe. Right. It's right. mostly a mystery mostly. or a story about something. Right. Yeah. But I don't think it should discourage us from asking. No. Mm-hmm. You know? I think we can go ahead and ask. And maybe it comes piece by piece. Mm-hmm. You know? Maybe by asking, are these the end times? Or is something about to happen? It will change how we want to behave in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Like if, if this yeah. is how we're going out, maybe I'll have that giant Reese's candy bar. <laughs> Reese's, yeah. right? Or maybe it's not. Giant Reese's. Giant, yeah. super mega, giant Reese's. Or maybe it's not that big a deal that someone has stopped in front of me in traffic. Like maybe mm-hmm. I don't have to lose my mind on this person who has their blinker on when they shouldn't or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe it... Um, I don't know, just puts things in a new perspective. And I think that's the value of asking mm-hmm. these things. That's, I, but I've been getting into, more, well, thinking and re- a few readings that I do, is that sometimes, I just always remember from church, one of the homilies, it was like sometimes a blessing becomes a curse. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the curse becomes the blessing. Oh, tell so, us more. What do you mean? Well, I think um, for the reading, it was, um, you know, butcher it but um there were not a there were there were brothers and they were working on the field oh yes yeah prodigal son and then one had to go well no one was gonna go on to war or something so maybe it wasn't in the bible maybe oh okay but anyways one wanted to go um but the other one had a limp so he couldn't so he was always felt less of himself but then the one that went to war died okay and then the one with the limp oh i see so he was blessed he was cursed that he couldn't so I guess it was in the Bible, but it was, yeah. you know, it yeah. was a homily. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm That's just right. like, oh, if you think of that a lot, like, oh, my gosh. So sometimes I try to think like, oh, I went this way and now I'm stuck in traffic for an hour. Mm. But maybe it's a blessing because if if I went another way, I could have gone to an accident. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes right. you think like things are just, you know, I don't know. So sometimes I try to see that. Yeah. And sometimes, you know. Or, or sometimes if you know what's going to happen, you might deviate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, of course, in Salem, people are coming to learn things. I don't want to learn things because <laughs> if they say something, well, I mean, it's not up to, you know, yeah. for someone to tell me. But if you change things, um, sometimes things are supposed to be the way they are to, for you to get to the You're talking about grand, like predicting the yes, future, right. that oh, sort yeah, of thing, yeah, like yeah. a psychic yeah. sort of thing. Right. Yeah. So... So I kind of went two different ways, but yeah, no. two different topics. But it fits. Here we are in yeah. Salem, Massachusetts in yeah. October. you got to bring some of that into but the conversation. you just have to, um, yeah, so you can't really question too much. Yeah. You hope that he's yeah. on your side, but maybe yeah. something that seems like it was a curse will become a blessing. This is faith, right? 
This is right. like relying on God when you don't know the answers to know, to trust. Right. That God has a better, you know, right. vision or, mm-hmm. or dream for your life. Yeah. Don't you think that changes you internally if you start living that way? Right. Yeah. Like if we keep making choices that are trusting in God, that are relying in God, I think it changes us from the inside out. Absolutely. I think that's really true. Uh, for the church, I was trying to ask a sort of how does this apply to our parish sort of thing. And he talks about loving your neighbor. And we all may have definitions of who the, our neighbors are, right? Maybe there are next door, a literal actual next door neighbors. Maybe they're the generation next to us or the people downstream from us or whoever you know our life affects Mm -hmm. or or whoever's life we kind of intersect with but for the church our church here in in salem who's our neighbor is there someone that we're supposed to be serving or or loving that maybe we don't see yet like i'll say like someone who does a lot of things for us yeah and like sacrifices themselves to give Mm -hmm. us like what we want and like to put stuff on our table yeah right but the people that who grow our food and well you don't eat dinner but like for the rest of us (laughs) the people (laughs) no but the people who grow our food the people who drive it on the roads, mm. and, you know, or ship it across the sea, or well, all those essential things. work is that yeah. everybody just took, you know, yeah. took for granted, right. or, or the teachers now finally, right? You know, all these superheroes yeah. that were just, you know, yeah, not valued as or, mm-hmm. or however you say, yeah, yeah. as, well, as much just, as they should. They're right. all, like almost unseen, right? right? You don't even think about the people who you know, cut the fruit out of, off the tree for us to eat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a really good, that's a really good awareness. And of course the Pope really cares about the environment. I think young mm-hmm. people especially now really care about the environment and the, yeah. the climate. And um, you might think that's not a neighbor thing, right? Cause it's not like, it doesn't matter what I do to my next door neighbor's house. But if you consider the next generation our neighbors, mm-hmm. if you consider the poor our neighbors, right. you know, mm-hmm. while we're wasting food and they're going without. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I love that answer. The people who take care of us, we don't even know. Right. Right? Yeah. What do you think, Stephen, for the church? Who's our neighbor? I think like the witches and warlocks. You oh, know, okay. those are who who are out there in Salem or the people who um, come for that. I mm. think those are our neighbors that we need to take care of. And, and love and, yeah. and show the brighter side, um, pun intended. And so, um, yeah, I think I think it's uh, it's all of them. It's all of, of Salem that are not in our doors that don't feel comfortable coming in through our doors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that goes from you know every, everywhere. Yeah, from like what you were just saying, like the the essential workers, all the way up to those the rich and the mm-hmm. beautiful mansions. You know, everyone and everyone in between. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I think um, it would be easy to say, like, we're the Christians in town. We should kind of close our doors and protect whatever from all these people who come to Salem looking for sort of the dark side of things or the, you know, mystical or whatever side of things. And we really have something to offer people who are seeking truth. 
right? right. Who are seeking knowledge, who are seeking love. Well, I liked how the, even the doors were open at the church. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. an immaculate conception. Mm -hmm. so I'm like, why are the doors open? What's going on? And people were going up. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, what are they doing in the church? And, but they were just going and they were sitting down. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I thought that was, that was welcoming. Yeah. It's surprisingly it like quiet in there. Yeah. Like it's muffling mm -hmm. all the outside sounds, even mm -hmm. though the windows were open last weekend because of great weather. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's very cool that it also is just just so quiet in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the like city this is little bubble of peace right, in right. the middle of it. Yeah. yeah. On Saturdays, we've been having the church doors open mm -hmm. in the afternoon, and like a, a hundred or so people just come through and sit yeah. to be, you know, in yeah. the peace for a minute because it's crazy downtown yeah. right now. It's just wild. Yeah. Did you have to drive to get here today? No. Oh, good. Because it's crazy. Well, to get here, yeah. Oh, you but did. Like the church, no. Okay. The, l the less you can drive, I think, mm -hmm. in Salem, yeah. the better. But if you're parking, come to our church. Pay $40. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's a really great image, too, because I was thinking about that of um, within our community, that we should always be open hmm. to people. Yeah. And we shouldn't board up and protect and we should always be looking outward. Yeah, because even though they believe the opposite of us mm -hmm. now, that doesn't mean that we'll be forever. That's right. right. You know, mm -hmm. and right. there are people who come to Salem from all over who would love to go to our Catholic church mm -hmm. as yeah. well. So I'm, I like that we can. We're not like blending. We just we're both here. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. Coexisting. Coexisting. Mm -hmm. yeah. Living right in the midst of it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's take another break. We're going to hear from Father Murray, his little short homily, mini homily mm -hmm. on this reading, and then okay. we'll be right back. In this morning's gospel reading, we hear the Shema combined with another very important rule for, the, for Jewish living in the time of Jesus. And what Jesus did with the, these two rules was quite radical. He combined the two of them together to uh, help the people of his time, the people of our time also, to understand uh, how to love God and how to concretely uh, love God in, by loving our neighbors also. And so the great Shema prayer, uh, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is Lord alone, and you shall love the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And then uh, the second part that he added on, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And the wonderful part about that, uh, those particular two rules is it's a boiling down of the Ten Commandments. I have in my hand here something that my brother-in-law gave me. He's a, a man of Jewish descent. And uh, when he went into his house at his mother's house all the time, this is the very first thing he saw. It's not quite a mezuzah. It actually has the Ten Commandments written in Hebrew and he would see them every time he walked into her house. It was a reminder that he was to keep the law. And the Ten Commandments actually for us are a little bit like uh, the Shema. The first three concern our relationship with God and the last seven concern our relationship with all other people. And, but this morning's gospel actually is uh, not so much pointed towards that truth that we must love God with everything we have and love our neighbor as ourselves. But at the end of the gospel, uh, 
No one questioned him anymore because he spoke with authority. And that's one of the great good news parts of the gospel, is that Jesus helped us to understand with authority who God is for us and what he's like. And so our God calls us in love. He calls us into being with love. He gives us all of this creation uh, with, all of its, uh, with all of its enormous reality and all of its small, small cellular reality. Uh, and he calls us to love all of it and to reckon see his presence in all of it. As we come to a conclusion of this month of October, uh, we uh, can generate uh, a great understanding of God's love for us in Jesus Christ, that uh, the rules that Jesus is giving help us again steer us towards the good news that we are called to give, to show, uh, to show God love by our worship, but we're also called to show love uh, that, that God has given to us as a free gift to others, as a, as a way that we regard and, and help one another. Love is the basis of all of our understanding and all of our relationships with God and with others. This week, we are, uh, we are challenged very authoritatively to, uh, to, to learn to continue to love. What I'm so glad that Jesus said was he didn't, he didn't, he said, love everybody. It doesn't mean you have to like everyone, and that's because that's very hard to do. But we, are, we do have the ability to love one another, and that's the call that God has given to each one of us. And we're strengthening our ability to do that by the scriptures, by the, uh, by the Eucharist, by all the other sacraments, and by our gathering together as a community of worship. This day, we might ask ourselves, uh, how do I love God? And how do I love my neighbor? May God bless you in this week. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. And I, I'd like to end these conversations by asking, what is your takeaway? What is it you're going to be thinking about, about this reading for the rest of the week? Was there anything that will kind of go home with you? What do you think, Lori? Um, I'll do a pass because I've talked a lot. Okay. And then oh. I'll <laughs> I mean, it is sort of a, it's a podcast. It's all about talking. So <laughs> you can't. <laughs> yeah, you're not doing this wrong. <laughs> right. Um, but we can come back to you if right. you want. Okay. Well, do you have one? Um, what I said before when he says to love your neighbor as yourself is worth more than loving, than all the burnt offerings, sacrifices. Yeah. That like got me thinking about like a lot and like about what he meant yeah what do you have do you think there's like something god wants you to know from that piece yeah you do what is it do you want to tell us i don't know like just to be like grateful that there's a lot of people out there mm -hmm. that can like give you a lot of things like give you a lot of help bring mm -hmm. stuff to like your table like to appreciate that and what they do, like, and how they're sacrificing themselves. Mm. Ah, that's nice. nice. I love that. Stephen, how about you? Any kind of takeaways for you? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be looking out for the neighbors mm. and seeing how I can um, love them more. It is a lot of work. Oh yes, it is. Work. And it's a lot of feelings. <laughs> yeah. Because like once you know somebody, you know like how things affect them. Right. It's, uh, it's just a lot. It's yeah. a lot of feelings. Dang. And so I'll, I'll <laughs> work on that. Okay. Well, I think it's going to go great. Um, for me, I, I can't stop thinking about how praying this way might change me. 
like reminding myself every morning who is God um, and putting God like first in my day, I feel like it's going to, I kind of want to try it. Is, I just want to give it a shot, praying this prayer. I have a follow-up. So when you say like who God is, is that like focusing on who's in control? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, maybe it's different every day, but like one one thing I read a long time ago said that, you know, faith or, or living your faith is about right ordering, right? Uh-huh. It's about like God is first mm-hmm. and I am, I'm not, <laughs> right? So we're putting things in the right order means I'm loving God and I'm loving the people God kind of brings into my life. Mm-hmm. And that's, I always picture people sort of lined up. There's God and there's the people who I'm being called to love. And then I'm at the other end of that line. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I feel like um, just reminding myself of that right, of that ordering, I think may get me off on a better foot every morning like if my first prayer of the day is you are god (laughs) and i know that you are one god and that's i'm just acknowledging that that Mm -hmm. i think that might change me Mm. i'll let you know he was like well well, i think i'm gonna do um i'm gonna say for the neighbors and kind of tying it all in and um saying that our neighbors aren't just people we know Mm. or physically by so I think being in the city now like I don't know as many people I mean you have your neighbors but uh usually you're walking and you don't know mm-hmm. almost everybody right <laughs> right as people are walking by so um I just always think maybe just saying something kind or helping them out yes is good so it's a quick nice. being nice to your neighbor anonymously mm-hmm. yeah. sometimes anonymous is easier because there's no expectation it's just uh but you never know what that one nice kind word or right. i mean there's always people looking which direction yeah. so i'm always yeah. like hey can i help you find a way yep so just something uh it can be something as easy as that it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be so oh i think that's so shoot true at, shoot at that you have amazing power in your hand to change someone's day like someone at school who's suffering or struggling yeah. mm-hmm. to just give them a little hand yeah forward you know yeah i like to show one thing yeah that, please but i remember i was when i was young my um my grandparents owned a dry cleaning business and and he was a tailor so we'd walk downtown once in a while to maybe get a candy bar or something mm-hmm. and i just remember this woman coming and um i call him puppy and he'd say oh my gosh you look so beautiful today to this woman Aww. and oh my honey because you could say that back then and <laughs> and then just went out oh you just look beautiful and so then i'm like okay so we walked i said puppy you didn't introduce me he said i didn't know her she oh. said but she looks so sad i just wanted to oh Lori. and she did look beautiful so oh, why wouldn't awesome. you tell her that yeah. so i always remember that oh my gosh yeah. yeah oh i love that so much so it's just so easy just to say something nice and you i mean you know sincere yeah yeah and then you're just on your way yeah hopefully oh. it blesses somebody yeah Lori. That's all. oh i love that I think <laughs> I'm, I'm doing it i'm doing it i'm gonna tell someone they're beautiful yeah just gotta mean it i'm gonna mean yeah. it so it's always something excited. beautiful to see it's true something. yeah oh, thank you so much for coming and being our guests again and for the first time thank you we know your your valued and important parts of our parish, and so we appreciate everything that you both do here in the parish. And we thank you so much for joining us. Let me let's let's pray yeah. to finish. I think we forgot to pray last week. We did. 
All right, let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, thank you for this conversation. Thank you for reminding us that you are God. And that when we put you at the front of our line, that we put you in right order, everything else falls into place when we love you and love the people you send us to love. And so, God, we thank you um, for the opportunities that you'll put in front of us this week to love others, to love our neighbors, and to show your love to them. We ask you, God, to help us see our neighbors around us and to realize how many people are affected by how we live our lives. Let us be grateful for the people who give us what we need to survive and to thrive in your world. And let us be those people who help others come to see you. God, I ask your special blessing and attention on people who are listening today who have big questions. Let them feel encouraged and welcomed by you to ask those questions, to approach you with wonder and with openness um, and lead us where you want to lead us, God. We can't wait to see what you do with us in the weeks ahead. You told us we could pray, we could ask, we could knock in Jesus' name, and so we do. We ask in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You two are wonderful. You. you two are beautiful. Has anyone told you that lately? Because it's true. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you, listeners. Have a great week. MQA Sunday is brought to you by Mary Queen of the Apostles Parish, located in the historic city of Salem, Massachusetts. Your hosts are Margo Morin, Pastor Associate, and Stephen Antonio, the Director of Family Engagement. The show is recorded in Salem, Massachusetts, and edited by the staff of MQOA. The beta lesson is written by Margo Morin. Find out more about Mary Queen of the Apostles Parish on our website, mqoa.org.